Geek Shock. Geek Shock. this idea for a for a comic book series or a comic book miniseries or something where there was one character who was aware that time was fucked up mm-hmm. and you know there was something some force that was keeping the the superheroes in the world from realizing that time was fucked up that, that was really weirdly compressed and he would like you know finally explain to like all right remember remember last christmas yeah i, I fought the so-and-so okay and christmas before that i fought the so-and-so and the christmas before that I thought the so so. How long have you been a superhero? Two years. The Christmas before that? Yeah. Because <laughs> all those Christmas episodes go tick, tick, tick in the comic book world. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> I'm a sucker for a time travel story, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, you and me both. I'll watch an utter garbage movie. If it's just got the time travel in it? If it's got the time nah. travel in it. Because like, right up to the end, I'm like, okay. There's going to be a payoff. There's going to be a payoff. There's going to be a payoff. There was no yeah. payoff. And yet I still haven't seen Butterfly Effect. I haven't seen Butterfly Effect. And there's you another know, one where they where it's like a... Uh, I saw part of it and we need to go back and watch it. It was like a history professor somehow gets back in time and his students go after him. Was, was that Timeline? Slide based it. on the... Timeline. Slide. That sounds right, yeah. Based on the Crichton novel? I think that might be it, yeah. Yeah, Timeline. Yeah, I, I saw the beginning. I'm like, oh, that looks interesting. And then it was like it was like on regular TV or something back when I had regular TV. That was a Crichton novel that I started and never finished. Timeline's not bad. I mean, it's it's been vilified over the years as being horrible, but it's actually not that bad, especially hmm. compared to some of these other. I think it's one of those DVDs I actually owned and gave away without ever watching. Oh yeah. Wow. <laughs> Welcome, folks. It's Geek Shock number 272. I am Master Torgo. The famous Paul. 80s Jeff. Fact check Dandy. And we're here to talk Weekend Geek. Uh, before we do into what we did geeky this week, uh, got a question on Facebook from Adrian. Okay. Uh, he wants to hear our thoughts about Orphan Black. Has anybody here seen that? I know it by reputation. I hear it's a good show. I've not seen it. No, I've seen it either now. Uh, I know Chris Hardwick can't stop talking about how good it is. but uh, and And Will Wheaton. When he had his short-lived sci-fi series, recommended it a lot. But they're uh, both pretty good sources. If they like it, it's yeah, a good I know, chance right? it's good. Um, so Paul, you haven't seen it? Apparently none of us I have think, seen it. Sorry, Adrian. I think part of the problem is that we didn't, I mean, here in Vegas, didn't have BBC America until just a couple of years ago. And well, it's not that old. As, no, it's not that old. But I want to say they're in their third season, so we missed the first season. Um, and then they had a joint venture with Amazon Prime Video. So it's mm-hmm. now available. Uh, I think it's all the seasons. Netflix? It's not on Netflix. That's why uh, I haven't seen it. That's it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's on Amazon Prime Video. And before the and before it was it would have been the only way we could have seen it prior to BBC America. Now, well, Adrian gave available. us a preliminary butt kicking if we hadn't seen it. He's well, I consider my butt kicked. But exactly. on the other hand, I am the one in the show who has always seen the least of whatever is new. But <laughs> well, I can talk to you about old shit over and over. Sure, there's just so much. Yeah, there yeah. is. If I haven't seen Rick and Morty yet, you know it's it's not for lack of one. It was for lack of access up until recently. Because I mean, we've only had the Amazon Prime video streaming for what a year now. When I started collecting comic yeah. books, it would have been possible to read every Marvel. Right. Yeah. And now, yeah. 
They I'm, just they I'm just so announced three new behind. titles. I'm so far behind. It's go so. And on your Spider Man comics. I never, oh, Spider Man! I don't even collect anymore. Right, but you have you're not even I'm caught still, up reading. I still though. have I still have like hundreds of issues yeah. back issues to read. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. There's Graphic just novels to read. I'm just so backed up. There's never been a better time to be a nerd because so many outlets cater for our dollars. So much good stuff, but it's too yeah. much. There's too much stuff. There's <laughs> not enough time. That's really. I it. want a place where I can go and buy some goddamn time. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> There's our time travel show right Can't there. Do it. Can't do it. Well, it's just it's just very expensive. You can buy it. It's just very expensive. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty much go anywhere. Anywhere yeah, will take. If you hit mega time, bucks, but... you get like 20 minutes. Uh huh. <laughs> oh, if nah. I hit mega bucks. Now, over. is there a way I can get time for the seven hour drive I'm gonna do tomorrow? Can I get that back somehow? Are you traveling seven hours to, for your <laughs> cowboy poetry? Cowboy poetry for work. Yep. You have to cover. <clears throat> All right. Too cheap wow. to spring for yeah. the. <laughs> They were, your company was too cheap to spring for the plane ticket, huh? The plane ticket tip, yeah. Plane, plane ticket to Elko, <laughs> the train ticket. Oh, but there's there's <laughs> got to be an airport plane close tricket? enough that you could rent a car. I think the closest airport's Reno, and it's about as far away. <clears throat> oh, is it? I think there's a little airport in in Elko, but you have to fly in on a yeah. Bi-plane. You don't want to do that. You die. <laughs> Just on a, on a biplane? Yeah, you go fucking Richie Valley with that shit. Big bopper. Valens. Richie Valley. <laughs> exactly. His brother Frankie Valley. He didn't get as far. <laughs> oh, God. Exploding tires and a blown up wing. A broken plane crashing down. A man that can't fly and a lightning strike and a spinning as we go down. When I feel that ground hit me. I've, uh, this is really, I mean, I literally, like a, like a week ago, I got a um, spam, I got spam. I got an unsolicited email at work. Uh, with a guy talking about the the conspiracy behind flight such and such, I'm like, what the hell is this? I looked conspiracy it up. behind what? Flight such and such or some number. Flight such uh, and, and such. I, okay. I, and I looked it up. It's Buddy Holly's plane. It's apparently a cons- it's Buddy Holly plane conspiracy stuff. Why not? Of course there is because yeah. nobody can accept that coincidences happen. No. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's not enough that there was a terrible snowstorm that sh- nobody should have been flying in anyway. Is, is it that people just cannot stand the thought of not being in control of the world? I think that the world is actually a, a big ball of chaos. Yeah. It, it's yeah, a I, of it. I think it is. I think people want to make semblance out of you know random events occurring. And it's all fucking crazy. Uh, the, the worst thing is that whole. Uh, I don't know how many of you are familiar with Occam's Razor. Yeah. You know? Yes. Okay. The, the basic. But, so but yeah. Just explain yeah. It. The basis for the listeners that may not know, Occam's Razor basically states that the problem it, with Occam's Razor all, is you buy it one time, but then it's the refill blades. <laughs> the refill you. blades. Well, no, no, you get them online from that company with the razors now. Dave oh, shaves Jesus or whatever. Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Dollar uh, shave. Uh, basically, Occam's Razor says that uh, all things being equal, three blades. The close, simplest, closer than two. The simplest explanation must be the most plausible. So, you know, you have constant conspiracy theories popping up for just about anything in life. And it's like... Is that the one that Santa Claus rides around in? Every Christmas. Was that mumbled? Huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, when I started you to see, your, I can't has, talk well enough. He has the you've whole got fifteen. You've got a whole package of gummy bears. I wish you could see. No, 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 no. Snickers piece. No, it's, it's I wish you could see this, folks. He literally stuffed a whole piece, like a half of a Snickers bar, in the side of his cheek. Oh, they can hear the chews. That's all right. Well, they can hear the chews, yeah. but they couldn't see that the whole bar was between his cheek and his teeth. Are you planning <laughs> a little pinch that? between cheek and gum? <laughs> Are you planning on stuffing that in a knot hole, squirrel? Yeah. Yeah. It's I like am. watching that cute little hamster when he eats his Thanksgiving meal. It's no, I'm the 
I'm the dun dun dun. <laughs> Turn around, scary hamster. No, um, but you I, know I, Santa I, Claus rides around in, in Occam's Razor every Christmas, right? That's why he has no hair on his ass. Yeah, Railco's mm-hmm. Occam's Razor, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it's just a lot of people can't accept that. You know, once once a explanation is given and it just it seems quote unquote too too easy to explain, they have to go looking for more complex reasons. You know, trying well, to trying to over you know you're right. overanalyze everything to but the point that everybody fucking ridiculous. lies nowadays. Well, that too. So every time you hear anything, you go, "Well, that's not true." Harry Reid. I don't know what really went on. But I do not think that his injuries are resulting from a workout accident. Well, I do, but uh, <laughs> you do. Yeah. Have you heard this story? Uh, yeah. Uh, this okay. Is, so this is new to me. Harry Reid is our senator out of Nevada, and I believe for he was the majority for a while, majority yes. whip, right? Yes. And so now the re- Republicans have control he, of the Senate. He was a Senate majority leader. Yeah. For and a number so of now years. he's uh, he's you know kind of taking a, a secondary position, but. Just after the defeat in the polls and everything, he injured himself in what he claimed to be an exercise accident, where he's saying elastic resistance bands snapped. He got a, a really hurt his eye. Yeah, it screwed up his well. It, 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 it snapped and then he fell into a uh, into a um, into the sink basically. Yeah, he was basically doing this in the in the bathroom. He says, working out in the bathroom. Okay. With resistance bands. Then he falls and busts his ass. Now, he's an old man. Sure. I grant you, you can fall and bust your ass. I, I've seen accidents with those resistance bands, man. It can get oh, yeah. pretty nasty. I, just, I watch YouTube I wanted, sometimes. But, it, but he didn't say it was in the bathroom at first. Well, and, and the reason he's doing it in the bathroom is because he's an old man. He got the damn thing for Christmas, I'm sure. And he doesn't want to do that in front of people. So he's in the bathroom checking it out. And then whack! But there's, there's, he's got to have other rooms in his house. I don't know. It just in as many houses. Yes, it stinks to <laughs> me. Probably Which has house? a really big bathroom. I think. <laughs> so, are you sure you're saying right. that somebody wound up and punched him? Is that what you're thinking? I just yeah. don't think he's being completely <laughs> forthcoming. <laughs> if, if I was writing a novel, yes, I would definitely say I would. You know, have that. I would make that a mob hit that he was beat up for something. Something but, was going yeah, on. But I, see, and, I, and this is not an original thought. I can't remember who said it first, but the problem with you know, believing in conspiracy theories is it also means you have to believe that people can shut up. Right. Yeah. Nobody can. That's keep it again. Yeah. that's what my buddy Eric's always like. People aren't smart enough to have conspiracies yeah, yeah. be true. And the bigger conspiracy, Two more people, people involved, the less it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't the more work. people you have, the more people. That, yeah, yeah. Well, that was the biggest thing with like the moon landing conspiracy for years. Is like oh, there were literally thousands of people involved <laughs> in this thing. There's not. <laughs> I know you want to. Well, I, I know he wants it. to jump Since in. We're talking about this, but this is there what, is no way that people could keep silent for sixty years. What geeky thing I've been doing this oh, week. Oh, boy. I have been falling asleep to Hulu's giant news selection of, and and Netflix. Netflix has Ancient Aliens. Oh, yes. All the Ancient Aliens hit, or the first season or whatever. And then uh, Hulu has these crazy UFO conspiracy videos. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Sure. Net- Netflix has a bunch of them now, too. Yeah, I'm they like, do, what is going on? Hulu has this? a bunch better. They're crazier. <laughs> I watched this one today with this guy talking about how he used to work at a station at Area 51 weather station, and all these aliens would come over and hang out with him all the time. And uh, like they'd come in packs of families, and usually just be the the mothers and the children, and with, with picnic baskets. Uh huh. 
And he's like, he's like, he was really nuts. He's like, you, know, you don't touch, you know, you would never touch the children. That mother would kill you. That'd be a suicide attack. So, and I was, I uh, was sitting there and I was, you know, hanging out in my ranger station and, and, um, it, it's Mr. Game of Thrones, gen- ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no, it's not. It is kind of Mr. Game of Thrones. Uh, <laughs> yes. No, I am Mr. Game of Thrones. Of course. So I'm hanging out in the ranger station and I, the I would watch would Mr. Game come, of Thrones doing conspiracy show. The children would often come and they would want to see the balloon go up into the air and they thought this was entertaining. They'd watched me do that. And so they'd bring the children. And one day the children wanted to go inside my shack and check around and see my logs and whatnot. And I thought to myself, I have a can of Coca-Cola sitting in that shack. And I hope that the children, as they wear suits, they wear these special electrified crazy suits. And I don't want the suit to interact with that can of cola and injure one of the children. That'd be the end of it for me. And so I very calmly took two steps forward to get the attention of the mother and she turned she acknowledged me and i said there's a can of coca-cola in the ranger station and i don't want the children to get hurt on it and she said i'll take care of it and so she what? went and took care of it of course the children were always very well behaved and everything was fine they're very very tall tall whites but they're, they're they're about you know uh 5'11 6 feet tall tall whites that's what he called them. Okay. Okay. So this is the the Aryan style of alien. Uh, they're, they're very. There's, there's like five different styles that are prevalent. Yes, and they have hair. It's very very, very blonde. thin, platinum blonde, but yes. super thin hair. Like you almost can't even see it. Mm-hmm. These were Norwegians. Haven't heard, I haven't heard of them in yeah, a while. Yeah, exactly. So they kind of look human, but not exactly. It's weird. Like it was something else. But there's all kind of shit I'm watching. There's the one about aliens on the moon already, mm-hmm. and how they're all on the dark side of the moon. Yeah, I remember hearing about this when I was young. There's some stuff going on on that moon, y'all. Volody. Okay. Uh, but j- did you see the just just a couple days ago they had that thing the NASA cam that cut out when they showed the uh, the spaceship coming up over the ridge? Oh no, it? it must have been. Oh, did you see it? No, I didn't see it. So NASA was showing a camera. Okay. Of a of a shot from the space station. Did you snopes this yet? I. D- <laughs> no, you know don't what? pull it you out. Go on, I'll snopes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, actually, I want to thank you, Paul, this week, because I had not heard the song Long Distance <laughs> since we recorded it. <laughs> and that was a fine memory lane to take me back down. memory lane, huh? <laughs> oh, boy. That was last week, wasn't it? Wow. Two weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks ago okay. that was up, but I mm-hmm. just finally listened to it. And Boone and McGraw. Boone and McGraw. <laughs> wow. That's, uh, that was a long time ago. That was a long fucking time ago. <laughs> It would have sounded better. Oh, yeah. If we recorded it today, it would sound near professional. Yeah. Because uh, we just didn't have the equipment. Yeah. That would, this or sticks and, and yeah, bread I had, I had rolling it Yeah, I had a crappy together. recorder, and uh, I had to <laughs> run it through three different passes to get it onto a computer. and Right. So so it degraded every time. Yeah. But, yeah. So thank you for You're welcome. For that. And that was a gift to everybody, but especially to me. Mm-hmm. And I want to bring up that who brought it to our attention that we only had 20 episodes up? Uh, that was, um, what's, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, I got it from, pause it real quick. <laughs> no, we'll just hold talk on. while you, gotta, you work you gotta, it up. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll work it out. Uh, right. While you're looking up, uh, I was not aware. That was Elizabeth. Elizabeth Elizabeth that. did yeah, that. Yeah. All right. Elizabeth, thank you so much for bringing that to my attention because uh, even though I put this podcast together, technically, I also do some of the web stuff, and I'm really not savvy when it comes to the web stuff, and so I miss things, and that was something apparently I missed d- deep in the settings of Podbean, where we 
But you have it fixed now. We have it fixed. So for the first time, all episodes of Geek Shot, going back to, I think, episode 19, uh, are available. Are are the first 18 too awful to listen to? uh, So they're hidden? or They went to somewhere else. Uh, You will find some classic Rewind episodes thrown in there. And they were very short. Mm -hmm. Those old episodes were... Like max half hour. Yeah. So when we had used to have when we had weeks that we weren't here, I would compile like three of those episodes, put them together into one thing, and that way people could learn about Tiffany Lemon Square and so you're saying older characters. Everything is available Tiffany now. Lemon so some of it's compiled. Yeah. So most of those are out. There's a few I think that I still haven't reached. And again, we were still finding our feet. We were still finding out what exactly the format was going to be. So I don't think you're missing much, but you have 19 through now 272. So, and thank you all who've already gone back and like downloaded the entire catalog because I know some of you have. I've seen the numbers just spike up because of it. Very nice. So, so now that is all available. So if you've been wanting, go get it. It's there. Our idiocy is on record. It sure is. For the last three years. Isn't that every episode? Four years. <laughs> and since we've been doing it so long, uh, as I was saying to Jeff the other day, because I was going back and I got an iTunes to make sure they were all connecting and so on, it's it's like a, a live journal of us. Wow. Going back through live it. Live journal. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is the geek news going back five years and our reaction to it. So that alone is fun. But it's also... Uh, <laughs> just where we were at at various points of our lives. So, just on a yeah. personal note, very, very special. Yeah, so I, I think in like I think in like twenty years when we're you know drooling on our own guts, it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna be nice to revisit these years. <laughs> so you're, I can't you're find saying... this damn thing. I just saw this <laughs> a minute ago, and it was it was just this week. I thought it was this week. Maybe this is an old video. I don't know. But there was this UFO popped up on a NASA cam, uh-huh. and then it was like, NASA was like, "Oh, we'll cut away," and then and then they sure. went back to it, and there it was again. They go, "Oh, cut away." It's just a little too convenient. Occam's razor, <laughs> or fake. But yeah. <clears throat> Anything else geeky you want to throw at before we begin this week's news? I uh, I saw the. Uh, um, uh, what the hell was this talk about? I forgot here. The Disney thing. The uh, Sondheim. Um, oh, Into the Woods. Into the Woods. Into the Woods. And I saw the uh, new J.J. Abrams project. The new J.J. Abrams project? Is that what it's called? I don't know what it's called, but it's in my friggin' right eye. It's the surgery. It's, oh. it's like being in a J.J. Oh. Abrams movie all the time. Okay, I got really confused on that. <laughs> I, I, I was lost there, too. Yeah. I was like, huh? It was a joke. So Into the Woods. very funny. Uh, yeah, I hadn't seen it. Now, now you, now you, you have the uh, original Broadway cast yes, thing, so I can Bernadette borrow Peters and I can actually and... see it where it's not all cut to ribbons and weirdly changed. But yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm interested it's good in for it. what it is. Yeah, it, it's about the best adaptation you could ask for. Solid performances all around. Yeah, it's so, great. Yeah. Uh, it's again, I, I was about seventy percent there with it. Yeah, and I, I mean, I mean, I've had no connection to it at all, and I could see parts that were like something's wrong here. They've done, they've changed something here. This is a little weird. Yeah, the second half is snipped all to hell. Yeah. but first half is pristine almost. And so, yeah, I really dig it. If you like musicals, and what was so maddening about Into the Woods was that, like Sweeney Todd before it, all the advertisements for it did everything it could to show that it was not a musical. Hmm. Yeah, I know. Why, why, why do they do that? 
I, I, I don't, don't know. Americans hate musicals. Sure. Story. So I get that, but aren't you aren't but you are, going to piss somebody off yeah. more? And you they go in there and go, "Hey, this is a musical." Yeah, that's you what I was what? just gonna say. <laughs> I told this story on uh, on Ice Cream Social. I'll tear it here. It doesn't matter what you do. People are ignorant, and who cares? You're gonna piss them off anyway. I went and saw the Imitation Game. Okay. And we were leaving. You guys know the story. Yes. Right. So we're leaving. Oh, I know the story. You're going to tell. I heard that one too. Okay. Right. And we're leaving, and my wife's in the bathroom, and she overhears two ladies talking about, I can't believe they made it about homosexuals. If I'd known it was going to be a movie about homosexuals, boo hoo hoo. I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you fucking <laughs> kidding me, you idiot? Uh, I just, people are just real dumb. They real are. Real dumb and horrible. They are. But at, super gross. But at the same time, it's so confusing to see these masterpieces of theater, which are not only musicals, but barely any spoken words in them, uh-huh. all music, yeah. to be cut together to a trailer that has absolutely none of it in there. That's weird. It's so bizarre. Well, I know. Uh, hey, <clears throat> uh, apparently there's a halfway decent trailer advertising the new Fantastic Four movie. So this is par it, yeah. for the course for All right, Hollywood. Let's, uh, let's pr- bring that up. I didn't watch it. You didn't watch it. Uh, I know I'm Jeff watched watch it. it. I, I watched it. You say you watched it. I did, yeah. All right, gentlemen, what's your thoughts on the Fantastic Four well, trailer now that you've actually loaded seen up and watch a it. piece of it? That combined with the quote that it's they're taking a horror movie sort of look at it, actually made me interested in seeing it. So they are doing the, the zombie you. No, but they they're making it. It's not. It's like what the hell do you do when your body is turned to fire? What the hell do you do when your body is turned to rock? It's not like hey, we got superpowers. It's like oh, we got superpowers, which yeah. is a different take at least from what we've seen lately. It didn't make me want to go see it anymore. <laughs> I mean, it made me hate it less. The cast is strong. I mean, yeah. it, it, it's it's got a good cast, but I just it nothing compelled me to say, oh my god, I have to go see that now. Uh, what's interesting is like from the little bits that they were flashing here and there it reminded me of uh, uh, a recent X-Men or not X-Men excuse me Fantastic Four comic where they did kind of a reboot-ish look at the the Fantastic Four like a redone origin story where they're all was in it this. Ultimates? I want to say it was Ultimates but because they were they were in some school and uh, you have uh Mr. Fantastic, whose name is escaping me right now. Reed, Reed Richards. Richards. Thank you. Reed Richards is a Dick is, Richards is, is a is a teenager when he goes to this school, and then meets Sue and and Johnny and that sounds and like so Ultimates. forth. So, and then he's working on that interdimensional uh, travel portal. Okay, that reminded me of that when they're all getting in the the thing, and then they flash to like another planet where it's like on. It, it it looks clear like they traveled through some kind of a portal, and I'm like, okay, so is that how they got their powers? Kind of like in that in that Ultimate Fantastic Four, where you know the radiation from that changed them all. And well, it's it's very apparent from the preview. It is an origin story. Yes. And oh, it we, is. We, which we talked about ad infinitum yep. last week. <laughs> it is. It's and going to. Did be. you guys see what they made for me on the Reddit page? I haven't gone on there today. What? So on the we uh, have a Reddit page. I have no, a Reddit no, page for, no. for the ice cream social, social. Oh. and uh, it's and, his other lover, right? There uh, keeps talking about her. They made the best. I got to see exactly who made it. I have to look it up and give credit where credit is due. Uh, I think it was Jeff Roth that put it together because um, he's the one that supervises the page. But he made this. Uh, he took a photo from me from the bucket show and put that rant. Oh, about the. <laughs> 
about the prequel shit. That looks terrible. There's nothing to that preview. That looked horrible. Uh, I just watched it. It's garbage. It's garbage in a garbage can. Throw it away. I will garbage say, in a garbage can, that- waiting for the garbage man. Garbage <laughs> in a garbage can, waiting for the garbage man. Throw it away as fast as you can. Garbage in the garbage can. Now, I didn't hate it, but wa- it didn't excite me. You just watch it now without the sound. You you realize that the word, the words and the images go together. Please. <laughs> if you can't tell me the story visually, then go write a book, dick. Fuck that. Paul, garbage. Paul Mattingly, bringing back the silent movie. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, why not? It's a visual medium. Everybody forgets. Ah! That's why we have such shit. Um, let me look it up real quick. Oh, While fuck, you're looking it up, Paul, fuck, thank fuck, you for fuck. this uh, this uh, chocolate milk. It tastes like my childhood. Delicious. Oh, Nestle, quick. It's yummy. It's been a long time since you tasted your childhood, huh? Yes, it has. <laughs> I'm a grown-up now. I don't think they drink chocolate milk. <laughs> Oh, what? All right, let's start the show. Are you no, kidding me? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait, 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 he just said you don't drink chocolate milk because you're a grown-up? It doesn't occur to me. It I mean, There's no reason I shouldn't. This is why you got to do it, occur to me. man. Do it. I tell you, everybody out there listening right now, do yourself a favor. Go get something you only eat as a child and eat that shit. Oh, I, yeah. It's Sp- good for spaghetti-os. you. SpaghettiOs. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I mean, it's not nec- That's probably my not real food. good for you. No. But it's good for you. But it's good for your soul. Right. Yeah. Yes. It's good for the little inner you. I don't know. I'll keep my scotch. Because <laughs> I couldn't drink that as a child. Whatever. Well, I buy Hostess by the box. <laughs> right. I do that too. Scotch and no, Hostess. They don't taste combo. the same anymore. <laughs> they don't taste the same. Yeah. But they're still, it, it, it touches something. Yeah. It touches the child in you. <laughs> I, w- I wish I hadn't put it that way. <laughs> News you don't give a shit about. Hey. Uh, Adam Sandler's first Netflix movie. Oh, God. Stop right there. I don't give a damn already. (laughs) Will be Ridiculous 6, a homage to westerns like The Magnificent Seven. Mm -hmm. I did see that. Starring, quote, Adam Sandler is a man who grew up in a Native American tribe. Oh, no. And it won't be offensive at all. (laughs) Well, it'll be fine. With Taylor Lautner, Rob Schneider, and Luke Wilson playing his half-brothers. I thought Terry Crews was in there, too, wasn't he? Uh, additional cast members are rumored to include sure. Nick Nolte, Danny Trejo, Nick Steve Nolte. Buscemi, uh, Dan Aykroyd, Blake Sheldon. Oh, and Vanilla Ice is playing Mark Twain. Buscemi's I in I saw it. that, and I was like, Vanilla Ice is Mark Twain? <laughs> Vanilla Ice? You know what? <laughs> It'll be ridiculous. I don't give a fuck. Go for it. Go for it. You do, do whatever. There's plenty of worse things in the world. Absolutely. I am done being mad at people for creating shit. But Good. But... I'll tell you if it's garbage. <laughs> I won't. I don't. You know, I'm not going to say don't do it, but I'll tell you if it is total shit. But of course, we want it to be a funny movie. We want it to be something enjoyable. He, Billy Madison and uh, Happy, Happy Gilmore. Gilmore. Billy got, Madison. Yeah. I love that movie. It's a good movie. I unequivocally love that movie. So. Do we, do we know who wrote that speech? It gets used as a sound clip all the time from Billy Madison. The whole thing about the, the, your answer had nothing to do with you know the, we're stupider for having heard it. I have no idea. It's a it's a Might great him, it's yeah. a great little speech. Uh huh. I was it was what's the Bradley uh, what's the name delivers that I think from the West Wing. He's in that. Oh shoot! Yeah, I think he's the one. Is he the one that says it, or is it the the, the coach who says it? I, or the, the 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 Are you referring to Bradley Whitford? Bradley Whitford. Yeah. It's during their competition that it happens. And yeah. He says that, and I get. I think it's the judge that says that. Not Bradley Whitford. It's been too long. Yeah, it's been a while. <clears throat> That's it for the shit news. That's it. Yay. Wow, that. Although, again, mileage may vary on a few of these. Okay. Weekend Geek! Mm-hmm. Yeah, again. 
Sony Pictures and director Paul Feig have found their foursome to reboot the Ghostbusters franchise. Uh, you have uh, Melissa McCarthy and Kristen Wiig are rejoining their bridesmaids, Helmer Feig, in the pick. With Homer Sa- Feig. With uh, Saturday Night Live uh, cast members Kate McKinnon and Leslie Jones also coming aboard. Uh, we're hearing the studio is still in negotiations, but Feig apparently is confident enough about locking his cast that will fill the iconic roles played by Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Harold Ramis, and Ernie Hudson. Uh, the news came from a Feig tweet. So, that's worth the Your hamster's came. loose. Again. You gotta get a rat in here? <laughs> yes, just for you. Uh, no! I don't want it! Uh, it'll be fine. I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm curious. It's done well. Yeah. I mean... On, Melissa McCarthy is very hit or miss with me. Sometimes I think she's. Are oh, you talking about the, the the Ghostbusters thing? Yes. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. be great. I can't wait. I mean, it's sometimes fun. I find her hilarious, and sometimes I'm just grown fest with her. But you know, I think with the writing, it'll be fun. What was the one uh, she had with uh, with um, it was a cop show? What the hell was it? a cop? Uh, Heat, the heat, the heat. Yeah, the... that's really funny. See, I've got to see, I've got to see the real version of that because I, I think I saw the funnier version. What's the funnier version? I saw it on an airplane. Yeah. Oh, and oh, so yeah, I, it's incredibly oh. curse laden, obviously. And all of the all of the all fake the curses they had to come up with, and all the mother father Chinese they, dentist. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was cracking me up more than than the actual swears would have. I think they're impressive. Yeah. So yeah, I like this cast. I'm curious as to where they go with it. I'm, I'm for the first time kind of in a, yeah, maybe this will be all right. Yep. Yeah. Okay, it was Stoic John who uh, made that image for me. Thank you, Stoic John. All right. Uh, you can check out the uh, Ice Cream Social subreddit page. Uh, it looks great. That. It's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. I'm proud of it. <laughs> I stand by my words. <laughs> I stand by my words. Earlier this month, screenwriter Gary Whitta left Gareth Edwards' Star Wars standalone film. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter reports that the Oscar-nominated Chris Weitz has been hired to replace Whitta, Whites. who had completed a first Whites. draft of the script. Weitz, who at one time wanted to make an Elric movie, co-wrote Disney's upcoming live-action Cinderella and received an Oscar nod for adapted screenplay for 2002's About a Boy. He also directed the fantasy adventure The Golden Compass, adapting the script from the Philip Pullman novel, and most notably directed Twilight Saga New Moon, the second film in the widely popular vampire franchise. Uh, still no confirmation as to what this, the first two confirmed Star Wars solo films is about. The rumors abound that it will feature both Han Solo and Boba Fett and center on a group of bounty hunters out to steal the plans for the Death Star. Uh, Edward's standalone Star Wars film is scheduled for release on December 16th, 2016. So, hmm. so getting some Oscar caliber writing on the next Star Wars first standalone film. Nice. Interesting. So actual writers. Actual writers. Interesting. It's, it's exciting to see Star Wars in real writers' hands again. Yeah, yeah no kidding. <laughs> it's such a weird phenomenon because we love that first movie so much. Did, did you see the quote from... Uh, I don't... That's the thing. I no longer know what anybody's talking about when they say first Star Wars movie anymore. I mean the one that came out in 77. Okay. In 70... Thank you. Say A New Hope. <laughs> yeah, that or first Star four. Wars movie. It's, they, or the, the, they messed the, it up for the me. The one of the good ones. Back when I saw it in 77, didn't have the goddamn New Hope in front of it. Just did Star Wars. <laughs> right. Did anybody see the quote from George Lucas talking about how he's going to go into it as a fan... 
and he doesn't want to know anything about it prior to the film. Good. But then he did finally watch it. He finally watched the preview and said, oh, they didn't use any of my ideas. Nah. Again, I said good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yep. The other... No shit, Astley. <laughs> the other tidbit in that thing you just said is the, the idea of an Elric movie, which, wow, it's impossible to film in America. Yeah. Maybe in France. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Why France? Because the whole kind of weird nihilistic crap you can away with in France. Okay? There's no way the American audience would put up with that. I don't with know. The, France has been acting a fool lately. Have they? You've been hearing this shit they're talking? I mean, it was... Regarding the Muslim... Yeah, well, they just came out today saying they're going to try and maybe pass some laws that are going to call... call uh, Cause... Um, what do you call it? Uh, I, I don't know. Shit. <laughs> Facebook and um, another social media site responsible Twitter. for hate speech. Right. Exactly. That's Todd just looked at me like, what the fuck are you saying? Yeah. It's exactly the reaction I had. <laughs> I have not heard this at all. Mm-hmm. But I'm really not surprised either, frankly. This the the stuff I heard coming out of France prior to. I'm uh, stupid. Yeah. Bleeding Cool has some new information regarding AMC's upcoming spin-off series for The Walking Dead. They managed to get a hold of a script for the pilot episode. It's been confirmed that the series will be called I don't like this title. I don't like this title. That's a pretty good called, title, actually. It was working working was Cobalt. Now it's the called Walking now Deader? it's called now it's called Fear the Walking Dead. That's the title. Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, the pilot was written by Robert Kirkman and Dave Erickson. Everything about this I like, except that. <laughs> and when the series starts out, the zombie outbreak is being treated as a rumor or urban legend. No one really... Look at all these rumors surrounding me every day. You get it. I just need some time, <laughs> some time to get away. No one actually from, believes... From all these zombies, I can't take it no more. My best friend's dead. There's one out now banging on my front door. Uh, look at all these zombies. I guess the rumors were true. <laughs> they were not rumors. Look what is happening now. Ooh, the zombies coming. The apocalypse is here. Now, what I need you to do is rewind <laughs> that and picture Paul with both of his arms up to his hands up to his chest, elbows out, kind of dancing with the robot with an open <laughs> bottle of Dr. Pepper in one arm. That, which, that really which, sells it. It yeah. was exciting to watch. It was like, is it going to slosh? Is it going <laughs> to... I'm just amused that he's chasing his Nestle Quick with Dr. Pepper. How do zombies get started? Started by the science people, and they make some kind of serum that goes insane, and it kills them crazy. Then the people are dying, but they come back to life. You cannot kill them easy. Got to smash their brain with a knife. How many zombies... Are they gonna be? I don't know how many more that I can take. Won't they just leave me be? Oh, look at all these rumors. Rumors about <laughs> zombies here. I guess it's not rumors, cause the zombies did appear. Uh huh. They're not rumors when it comes out as true. Zombie ba- ate my face, cause said, hey, brains, that's all I can do. <laughs> so there's a popular song called Rumors? <laughs> Don't you know that song? <laughs> no, I don't. You don't know rumors? I don't. Oh man, it goes. How do rumors get started? Eighties. No, no, no. I, 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 I get the concept. <laughs> I get the concept. I, I this is where we dissect songs. If, that if new I part have, of the show. if I have heard it, perhaps I don't recognize it. <laughs> much like you, si- <laughs> much like you singing "96 Tears," which I can't believe <laughs> Matt managed to figure out from your singing. <laughs> <laughs> You know that 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 thing's got a crazy story behind it. 
Rumors are 96 years. <laughs> I don't think rumors is a crazy story. Rumors is like, hey, man, he talks some shit about me. I'm going to sing a song. Rumors. The classic Timex Social Club. Is that who song. it was? Yeah. Timex Social Club? Yep. Timex. Like the watch? Do you want to see? I'll show you right here. I didn't here. know who sung that song. So this would be they, a number one. This would be, they a, this a, pop, be a one hit wonder. They were a pop group in the late 80s. Oh, yeah, 90s. they were a one hit wonder with rumors. <laughs> <laughs> now, if somebody goes ahead and makes the rumor zombie. Rumors by Timex Social Club. So Timex Social Club needs to get it needs to get redone. All we need to do is have somebody set that song that I just sang. Wait, Video some, featuring some clips from John Cameron Swayze. Social Club covered 96 tears. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> 96 rumors. There's a crazy story behind 96 tears, I'm assuming, at this well, point. The one hit wonder is an interesting story behind that whole band. Yeah. Okay. Which we'll have to look on. You'll have Google to go for. check okay. it out. Hey, don't take my word for it. No, I, mean, I, I should say read more about it. <laughs> If you want to learn more about 96 Tears, 96 Tears, look in the library or the internet. <laughs> the more you know. Ding. 96 Tears. We're a launch board for education. Yes. We are. 96 Rumors, which is a combination of 96 Tears and 96 Look at all these rumors. 96, 96 in fact. How many rumors? There are 96 of them. I cannot believe so many rumors. Can you, can Some you, of them will prove to be true and not rumors after all. How do rumors go away? How long is a rumor still a rumor if the rumor is about something that actually happened? There was a rumor that the Hindenburg blew up. It really did. So what's the <laughs> difference with the rumor and the truth of it, my friend? How does the rumor blame you, become Andy. not a rumor anymore? How I'll do take you the change from one. a rumor to the truth? What is the litmus test for rumor that's not a rumor anymore? How long till it's not a rumor and does it just stay a rumor even though it's true? Just had a whole philosophical conversation in that. <laughs> and yet, he, he, with himself. He failed to number off any of the 96 rumors. I wanted to hear the I've won. I guess he The yeah. first rumor Jesus was Christ, that I had a... Jesus Christ. I just started that, that, that and I beer on the wall. <laughs> that rumor was false. I actually have 10 toes. Oh. The second rumor was I have an extra baby tooth. That rumor is true. I have an extra baby tooth. Another rumor was I don't get my hair cut very often. I don't know how often you say often. That's a subjective term. Here's another rumor. Rumor number four. Rumor number four is I don't live at home no more. That's true. Rumor number five. I am a bee. I can promise you I am not a bee. Rumor number six. I love wheat thins. I enjoy them, but love's a strong term for me. Rumor number seven. I buy my own shelving. Rumor number seven, that is not a rumor. I buy my shelves. Rumor number eight, I don't know anything about electricity. That's not true. I know a few things. Rumor number nine, I have an eye. Rumor number nine, come on, get more creative. Everyone has eyes except for a few people who don't have eyes, but most do. Rumor number ten, I used to be a farmer. That's a crazy rumor. I was not a farmer. Rumor number 11, I don't have a car. Rumor number 11 is true, I don't have a car. Rumor number 12, my car is in the shop. Rumor number 12 was proved already by rumor 11. Rumor number 13. I'm just going to biography. I have a sandwich. Rumor number 13, yes, I have a sandwich, not a rumor. 
It's true. <laughs> Remember number 14. My face <laughs> my face hurts when I hit it. That is true. That is not a rumor. 14's true. If Number Barry eight. were here, he would be punching Andy in the arm right now yeah. for every single rumor. And I'm listening to this going, this sounds like a self-published Amazon book. Yeah, yeah it does. <laughs> he's, he, he's created the listical story. Listical <laughs> <laughs> story. <laughs> Rumors by Paul Mattingly, an Amazon published... <laughs> Hey, event. I saw that it's getting hard for you. A couple of years, I just tore a couple you years. Saw that it's getting hard for me. You can see right there. That's a rumor. <laughs> it's not a rumor, buddy. I'm, I'm as flaccid as a perch. <laughs> so it was an old article, but I saw something about them uh, making it hard for your uh, your uh, werewolf sex moon stories to get in. The, they were they were sort of censoring the oh, Amazon yeah. stuff. They were trying to cut down on the uh, incredibly lucrative animal bestiality. Fake animal bestiality porn books. So no Fuck tiger that. man of the moon swamp. It's not. That's not the focus. They say if you want to read What's about happen? dinosaurs having sex with people, by all means, right? Velociraptor. <laughs> <laughs> He's not kidding. That actually is the one he used to illustrate sure the story. <clears throat> I'm sure it is. Uh, Simon Pegg has been set to co-write Star Trek Three. Hell yeah! The film that just got Fast and Furious director Justin Lin aboard after Robert. Roberta Orsi exited the Helmer chair. He will co-wrote, uh, co-wrote, he will co-write the script with Do- uh, Doug Young, creator of the TNT series Dark Blue. Peg will also reprise his role as Scotty, the engineering whiz originated by James Doohan in the original 1960 Gene Roddenberry series. Uh, Young also wrote for Bad Robots and Paramount's a film called Diamond. Uh, Peg, with Edgar Wright, scripted the Wright-directed Cornetto trilogy consisting of Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and The World's End, as well as Run, Fat Boy, Run. Star Trek Three: Scotty gets a bunch of pussy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts on uh, on this? Thank goodness. Uh, yeah. They could certainly do a lot worse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, well, I mean, Peg is, Peg is number one. He's a fan. But I think he will treat the material... With the respect it deserves. Number two, Peg is a fantastic writer and is used to working with a tight schedule, i.e. when he wrote for uh, for television. So the fact that they've got this hell or high water uh, deadline for 2016, for the 50th anniversary, he doesn't have a lot of time to write this script. Nope. And he's very well aware of the... The odd number Star Wars movie curse. Right. Yes. The odd number movies. The bite. Star Trek curse, you mean? Yeah, that's what I meant. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, I don't know. I mean, at this point, so much is up in the air. We're just going to have to wait and see. I that's totally, all I can really I, say. I totally uh, am confident with him as script doctor. And I think he'll bring in a little bit of humor, but it'll be humor that actually works and, and makes sense and doesn't distract from the show. I have faith in him. Hey, so I'm it, hoping the, the best my, part of my that faith is justified. Best part of that paragraph is Orsi or no longer Helmer. That's right. <laughs> that's really it. I mean, one of one of my favorite Star uh, Star Trek movies is the uh, fourth one of the space whales, and that's a lot. Got a lot of uh-huh. humor in it. Star Trek Four, the one with the whales. Good lord. <laughs> uh. 
Last week, leaked audition footage from AKA Jessica Jones, the second Netflix original series from Marvel Studios after Daredevil, led many to speculate that one of the show's key villains would be Zebediah Kilgrave, also known as the Purple Man. Marvel announced that Doctor Who star David Tennant will play Kilgrave in the upcoming series, joining a cast that already includes Kristen Ritter as Jones and Mike Coulter as Luke Cage. The announcement describes him as, quote, an enigmatic figure from Jessica's past whose reappearance will send shockwaves to the former superhero's world. So it sounds at like at least some parts of the alias arc are being preserved here in yeah, the comics. Gonna, it's going to send shockwaves to the fangirl world because oh, that yeah. is a creepy-ass character, and that is a beloved actor. <clears throat> in the comics, Kilgrave is a former spy who exposed to chemicals which the, his skin turns his skin purple and grants him the ability to make people do whatever he wished. I thought he was the one who his terrifying ability was he could give you the purple nurple. <laughs> That's turnip man. Turnip man. <laughs> I'm coming to give you the purple nurple. Enjoy your purple nurple. A.K.A. Jessica Jones is set to premiere sometime later this year following Marvel's Daredevil series. Purple Man... Creepy, creepy. is one of my favorite story arcs of any Brian Michael Bendis written comic ever. See, I'm not, I'm not familiar. I don't want to break it up, but I will say it is one of the most psychologically disturbing comics I've ever read. Okay. Yeah, it, it, it is just 10 kinds of wrong. And giving yeah. what I know that you read, that's saying a lot. Yeah. <laughs> there, it, there is, on a psychological level... It's a really deeply disturbing character. He does very, In very fact, wrong I'm, things. I'm wondering just how far they will push it. I wonder. Well, it's Netflix. Netflix is willing to take chances. Who is so. Netflix? Oh, good. Yeah. Tenant's a good enough actor that he can pull it off. But mm. man, oh, it, he is such a beloved actor, and that is such a wrong character. It's no, so fine. no, no. I mean, the character is 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 wrong. The character oh, is good. creepy. Well, I mean, Tenet- it's, it's it's an effectively written scene. It he does what he sets out to do, and it the the deviousness of it and the absolute psychological evil of it is just mind blowing. Yeah, people people don't realize the the scope of Tenant's acting ability. I yeah. mean, we a lot of fans, we geeks, know him only from Doctor Who. But he has done so much, so many other things with you know wide ranges of characters. I you want to you want to see him, you want to yeah. see him go to it? Or yeah. Watch his uh, BBC his, Hamlet. Hamlet. Oh my God, that it is amazing. Wow. Um, yeah, and uh, I just totally blanked out on the uh, the BBC series that uh, had the Grace Point based off of. Right, I know uh, you're talking here in about. The US. Um, but I mean, Hedgehole. <laughs> Hedgehole. <laughs> It's not far off that. That's the porn version. <laughs> David Tennant in yeah, Hedgehole. My, my, my brother caught that in the middle of the night. Yeah, he was like, flip the key. You don't never want to catch a case of Hedgehole. Then. Yeah, no, no. But the, and the, the, he caught the BBC the version. Nights when you catch it, though. <laughs> it's true. He, was like, he got up and the TV was on for some reason. And he was like, who's that weird looking guy who looks like Tennant but like he's a homeless man <laughs> room number 16 someone said I had the hedgehole I don't have hedgehole I don't fuck around with skanks <laughs> room number 17 I have the hedgehole again somebody said it sure enough this time it was true room number 18 is, is the hedgehole that weird sort of glory hole three way thing you invented on the other show <laughs> <clears throat> I invented a three-way glory hole? You did. Now, where's my credit for this shit? 
What, what, what does it involve? I don't even know how that works. It's the episode with the, uh, it's an old one where you're talking about the, the um, uh, uh, indecent proposal. And, you, and, you've, and you've got your three wives set up behind various parts of boards. Oh, yeah, I gotta remember this now. <laughs> I'm amazed the three of you survived that episode. I expect you to come back next next week with your your mouths broken and being punched in the face by your wives. Oh, Easily, no. they don't listen to the show. No, Anne does now. Oh, does she? She knows. She's got to look out. <laughs> <laughs> no, she actually likes it. Oh, she, when she goes back and listens to the Hedgehog episode, she won't. Maybe not. <laughs> CBS has cast Melissa Benoist in the... I'm sorry? Benoist. B-E-N-O-I-S-T. As the lead role of the upcoming Supergirl series. Benoist is best known as Marley on Glee and was recently seen on the big screen as Miles Teller's girlfriend in the Oscar-nominated drama Whiplash. Benoist will play Kara Zor-El, the cousin of Kal-El, a.k.a. Superman, who was born on Krypton but vacated the planet just before it was destroyed. As the series begins, she spent her entire time on Earth trying to hide her powers, but events lead to her finally starting to use them. Other characters who will appear on the show include Kara's foster sister, Alex Danvers, uh, who could potentially become a villain slash foil for her adopted sibling, and Jimmy Olsen, the young Daily Planet photographer. Benoist joined Glee in its fourth season and has also been seen in The Good Wife and Homeland. CBS is already committed to the series, with Supergirl expected to premiere in the 2015-2016 season. Huh. So they're now, they've foregone the whole pilot thing. They're going straight to series on this. Wow. I'm kind of surprised by that. Although I don't really know this actress Arrow's making crazy boats of money, and The Flash is making boats of money. That's it. Did the Arrow guy leave the Arrow show? No, he's still with it. How'd he, he died, though, right? Spoilers. Could you not uh, do no. that? <laughs> <laughs> Please. <laughs> He did not die. Okay, great. Good to did know. You see, did you see? Spoilers. Uh, <laughs> did you see Kay's post from? Uh, it was actually actually after your show, Paul. Um, uh, Matt Matt was uh, talking to him, and they were talking about some show. I'm not going to say the show, but uh, Kay said something about um, this character. It's too bad this character it killed so early in the thing is. And Matt goes, "That character's not dead." He's like, "Yeah, he died in like the sixth episode." Oh no, he's always alive later on. It's like <laughs> <laughs> that'll get you slapping some circles. Mm. Uh, interesting here, Fox has plans to create an X Men TV series. Uh, Fox Entertainment Chairman Gary Newman told TV Insider that nego- Gary Newman <laughs> here in my car. <laughs> negotiations. I approve of this show. All right, say no to it. He's got a, he's got a gummy worm hanging choice. out of his mouth when he's singing. Yeah. <laughs> so On <did> Gary Fox. <laughs> 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 What I enjoy is what you have to like. What I want to see goes. What I don't doesn't happen on Fox. I watch Fox. You don't. You watch Fox. I don't. I make tons of money. I make choices. I can watch whatever I want. You have to see what I say. You want to watch and like it, like it or not. Here on the Fox, I pick all of my shows. None of them are good. <laughs> Except for The Simpsons on Fox. (laughs) We have football, and that's all that we need. It makes all of our dough, and we're richer than God on Fox. It's actually a pretty good song. What's uh, (laughs) what's that crazy German uh, 
actor performer had was like in Klaus something with like crazy makeup and Klaus von Bülow. No, no, he was a he was a he was a singer. He was like had like a plastic. Oh, Nomi, Nomi, that's Klaus it. Nomi. Klaus Nomi. It, did Klaus Nomi and Gary Newman ever get together? Because they definitely had something going on that was similar. I think Newman a bit after his time. Okay. And Gary Newman's from England, right? I think so. Right. I think Nomi's a U.S. dude. Really? I think oh, so. God, he seems so German. Uh, he, but he lived in the U.S. Okay. I'm pretty hmm. sure. Not, I don't know for sure. I don't know. This, this is way beyond me. Klaus Nomi. Well, if you don't know Klaus Nomi, know you, Klaus you, Nomi. you know him from uh, uh, Venture Brothers. <laughs> he, he's one of, uh, of uh, David Bowie's henchmen. When, they when, they featured him in the 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 league of or the what do you call it of calamitous intent yeah the yeah Todd he, has not watched Venture Brothers what, what I don't the know fuck how to is wrong I don't know with you? how to keep telling you people this he has not gone back and watched God Venture damn Brothers. it the fuck <laughs> fuck your face so yeah so it's Bowie and it's Nomi and um, Iggy Pop Iggy Pop are his henchmen well it tells me a lot right there there was a great. Uh, documentary about Klaus Nomi on Netflix. I don't know if it's still on anymore. Called Nomi, I want to say. So he was a uh, a guy who could basically sing perfect soprano and opera. But he also did a real kind of funky new wave bent on some classic pieces too. And he had this really bizarre look and he built, he, he was most well known for this plastic tuxedo triangle tuxedo that he built he was a slight little thing and he looked kind of like a robot he was something else man he was something else artist artist like just straight up fucking artist know me yeah hmm yeah 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 Yeah, this is news to me and uh i believe one of the uh earlier victims of the aids epidemic if i'm not mistaken uh as well because uh you know early uh before anybody even knew what the fuck it was. Right. Hmm. Tragic. Worth, yeah. worth tracking it on YouTube, though. So it's, it's yeah, it's a hell of a documentary yeah. if you haven't seen yeah. it. It's uh, really interesting. Or, or just checking on his videos. There's some serious uh, WTF stuff on that. Yeah, he's got some neat shit. Hmm. Artsy he's like, fartsy. Like Bjork meets uh, Lady Gaga meets uh, Taco. <laughs> Beats a robot from Metropolis. He does have that wow. that sensibility. Yeah, I, I'm sold on that description. Yeah. God, the second you said taco, that stupid putting on the Ritz video popped into my head. It yep. is so bizarre. <laughs> I do love it though. It is bizarre. Oh yeah, it's fun. Uh, going back to the uh, X Men TV series, their negotiations are currently underway, but there is a a hiccup. Uh, quote. While sister production company 20th Century Fox controls the film rights to X-Men characters, the comic itself is owned by Marvel, which is based at rival Disney. A live-action TV series requires Marvel's blessing, and that has led to some delicate talks. So the X-Men TV series won't likely appear if it does at all until 2016. Oh, please, Disney, don't let them do this. Well, the only good thing about Disney owning everything is that Fox won't own Marvel soon, and Sony will have to get rid of Spider-Man. It's 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 coming. I hope so. And and I just can't see Disney doing it because they're basically saying yes to a competing series. Yeah. To Agent Carter and Shield. Yeah. Exactly. What was up with that weird X-Men TV series that was out a couple of years ago? That wasn't Mutant X. Might have been. 
uh, it, it was like the, it was definitely an X Men thing, but it wasn't any X Men I recognized. I think that I think it might have been Mutant X, and I never watched it, but I know Ooh. nothing really about uh, it. All I title. know about it, it was like a Canadian production, and I want to say it was syndicated. That um, sounds but right. From other both than counts. other than the the mutant angle, it was not related to the you know the X Men at all. It was not a. It wasn't a Marvel property. It was just. I think they were. I think they were capitalizing off. Well, there is a Mutant X comic. What about series? Sex Men, Glaze of Coochie Blast. That is official. That, that one. Yeah. That one's official, right? Yeah. It's Disney, not Disney gave the nod to that. Glaze of Coochie Blast. <laughs> now, now there are video stores. Are, are there? Are there still making videos with with funny names like that? There are video stores in this are, town. Are, there are dirty video stores. stores. <laughs> it's the only thing that's still around. Okay. Yeah. That, well. The adult industry still puts out Blu-rays and DVDs. Oh, the adult industry sure does still their... put out. They sure put out. <laughs> They're just not the primary income generator now that they were, say, 10 years ago. They've moved most of their assets to the online streaming. They move their assets, all right. Et cetera. So that's, sure that's where most of their... their uh, their income is coming from online. So you're saying oh, it comes right in. <laughs> so you're Burm. saying we can still look I forward to I said online to content. I didn't... <laughs> content into your buttocks. What? <clears throat> All right, whatever. <laughs> so you're saying we can look forward to lots of humorous uh, parody titles of... Uh, they're, I mean, they're, they're unending at this point. They, they do still... Uh, they do still do those parody titles. They're just not as prevalent as they were, you know, a few even just a few years ago. Now it's not... There's no funny title anymore. It's just... Absolutely not Batman. Yeah. Definitely a, not Spider-Man. Oh. With his dick out. This is not. Yeah, you don't get like this Robin This is not fill in the blank triple X. Yeah. yeah I remember yeah. the first time I walked the into a porn star. This ain't. <laughs> that's what there's a big series of. This ain't. This ain't RoboCop triple X. This, this ain't the Brady Bunch. Yep. <laughs> I, I was feeling <laughs> that's I told a real story one. <laughs> before, but the first time I, I saw a porn star and it said arcade outside, I got so excited. I'm like, oh, there's, there's oh, porn boy. arcades. <laughs> there's no games in here at all. This isn't an arcade. Did you figure oh, it out? The Did you get the high score? Joystick. It's peep shows. Did you get the high score? Yeah. Well, well, I mean, it's, you know, it's exciting in its own way. But. Is it Did, peep you, shows? did you use air yeah, quotes around the joystick? <laughs> it's the, a joystick. The buttons keep sticking. It's just <laughs> the hardest button to button. <laughs> you may have heard of Bat Kid. A five-year-old boy named Miles Scott, who, while battling leukemia, wished to be Batman for a day, and with the help of I'll the Make a Wish about Bat Boy, yeah, I thought knew that's you were exactly where you go Incredible Bat Boy, yes. yeah. Uh, which they did make a stage musical out of, they by did. the way. Really, I've heard some good pieces from it. It mm-hmm. sounds good. Uh, with the help of the Make a Wish Foundation and the city of San Francisco, his wish came true, and Miles' inspiring day of crime fighting went viral. Uh, Miles is now six and in remission. Hooray! But, but his story continues to inspire, and a documentary about his wish and his day as Batman, Bat Kid Begins, the wish heard around the world, just premiered at the Slamdance Film Festival. Now an even bigger film is on its way. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Oscar winner Julia Roberts is set to produce and star in a big-screen version of Miles' story, adapted from the Bat Kid Begins documentary. Dana Notchman, the documentary's director, is on board as an executive producer. During his day as Bat Kid, Miles raced around San Francisco alongside an adult Batman and battled the Joker, the Riddler, and the Penguin. The story reached millions of people around the world, and everyone from Batman himself, Christian Bale, to President Barack Obama, showed their support for Miles. So yeah, a movie version of this. Huh. How much of the casting is done? Oh, this has just been announced. So, yeah. Julia, Julia Roberts. Roberts. That's what so we got. don't know who's playing leukemia. <laughs> 
Uh, oh. Julia Roberts. Damn. I, I think it's Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider's uh, Schneider. Rob Schneider. <laughs> I can see that. Fuck totally out leukemia. <laughs> oh. You can do it. I don't. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, oh. oh, you may have lost me for the night now. <laughs> oh no, we suck again. <laughs> I, oh, I don't know boy. which way they're gonna go, but I, I would really like to see it as the the kind of realistic story that it is, but then also from the kid's vision and imagination of how oh, he ve- like the, how the, he views things. Yeah. As the, the reality versus the fantasy yeah. blending. I think if they that's, did that, I'd yeah. be really curious to see it. So you want, you want to that's see Magic a minute? Yes. Yeah, okay. That's an excellent idea. I like that. The cult classic sci-fi horror film, this is interesting because we just talked about this last week, The Blob Yes, we did. Was is going to get the remake treatment again. This time oh, will be developed man. by action director Simon West, who has given us films such as Con Air, Tomb Raider, and The Expendables 2. The original movie was released in 1958, starred Steve McQueen. In 1972, a very low-budget sequel was made called Beware the Blob. Uh, then in 1988, there was the remake of The Blob that was co-written by Frank Darabont, who was behind Shawshank Redemption and the original Walking Dead season, which bombed at the box office. This latest remake could start shooting this summer. And this is what West is looking to do with it. Quote, with modern CGI, we can now fully realize the potential of The Blob. The world I create will be totally believable, immersive, and emotionally satisfying. I don't know what that means. It's a thrill to introduce an endearing icon to a wider audience and a whole new era of fans, unquote. The story centers around gelatinous alien life form that emerges from a crashed meteor and begins to ooze throughout Downington, Pennsylvania, devouring the people as it goes. Attack of the Gelatinous Cube. Didn't they already make this and call it Flubber? I, I don't, I don't remember, remember the d- dissolving anyone. skin aspect it been better of Flubber. Had. I just remember the, the, the Flubber remake. Flubber was a living entity. Yes. And it's like, no. Is that no, what they had like little dancing ones, right? Yes. yes. Uh, yeah. That was the Robin Williams remake. Yes. You know, yeah. not the not the original uh Fred uh, uh Fred McMurray. McMurray, thank you. Uh classic. Yeah, you lost me at dancing flubber. Yeah, that lost um, me too. <laughs> I, I could definitely see him make it. It's it's going to be a tough script to write because it is just it's a goo. It's goo. Yeah, it's a goo that grows as it eats. And no. yep. But at the same time, I really kind of like the idea of the blob. I wouldn't. I'd love to see a remake. Go for it. Mm. I, I I like this project. I'm excited for it. Yeah, yeah go yeah. get it. Uh, Hard sci-fi fans got very excited back in September when it was announced that Kim Stanley Robinson's Mars trilogy was being adapted for Spike TV as Red Mars under the guidance of Game of Thrones producer Vince Geratus. The writer of the series has been revealed. Red Mars will be written by Babylon 5 creator and comics writer J. Michael Straczynski. Woohoo! Over the past few years, Straczynski spent a lot of time working in comics, reviving his Joe's comics in print at Image, and scripting titles like Ten Grand, Sidekick, and Dream Police. He's also about to launch Sense8, a new Netflix series that he co-wrote with Andy and Lana Wachowski. But despite decades of prolific output in teen uh, film, television, comics, and prose, many sci-fi fans still know him best for Babylon 5. Though it might seem a bit crude by modern production standards, this series is still remembered fondly for its world-building, long-form storytelling, seasons-long character arcs, intricate planning, and use of CGI. 
Uh, Red Mars doesn't have a release date yet, but Deadline Reports notes that Spike has the series on fast-track development. I am bummed that they took Babylon 5 off Netflix so quick. Yeah, I, I, off already? I, wow. It's been off for years. They I don't know why they did it because it's not something it. that's really readily available. I don't yeah, even know if it's like DVDs are still available anymore. They have some of the standalone movies, but I don't remember. I mean, I would have to look this up, of course, but I don't remember the full series being available on on DVD. I, I remember um, they had them by individual seasons, but right. I think production of that ended long ago. Yeah. Um, at one point, Warner's just as recently as 2011 Warner Brothers had their own kind of free online streaming uh so, sorry I lost my train of thought here. <laughs> <laughs> got a photo session going well, on between you Paul flipping off uh fact check while he's got a gummy worm in his mouth staring at me while I'm talking <laughs> Kind of threw me. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, Warner Brothers had their online, their own online streaming uh, portal for a lot of their back catalog, but it was it was a lot of lesser seen stuff. And Babylon Five was one of the shows that you could stream for free online. So I don't know if that had anything to do with the fact that they didn't put out any more versions of the DVDs, uh, you know, including like some of the later standalone straight to video movies it, but, it is uh, frustrating because i know from the little bits i've seen of it that you need to see that from the beginning you really do <laughs> you really do because i mean straczynski famously said at the beginning of the film uh, or beginning with the the standalone tv movie that was essentially the pilot that he had the entire series planned out mm-hmm. so he had a plan from beginning to end for it and then would write the individual episodes to fit that plan as time went by. But, um, you know, and then had to make changes when his All I remember his original star uh, left his name? within the first Charlie Sheen. Scenes. Charlie Sheen uh, as Zizzy Baluba. was fucking weird. Charlie Sheen is in it? Martin Sheen, I should say. Okay. Uh, I was going to say... Uh, <laughs> no, Martin Sheen was Zizzy Baluba. It was fucking weird. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I know... Um, uh, what the fuck's his name? Billy Moomy's in it. Bill Mumming is in it. Yeah. Yes, he plays Lanier. He's a uh, uh, oh shoot, I can't remember the name of the, the alien race. It's been so long since I watched too. it. That's all right. I don't expect you to remember. Uh, and I, Bill Mumming's in it. Yeah. And I, you know, I've never uh, and Chekhov. I've seen the first season of it, and that's yes, you know, that's Walter, Walter Keenig plays. You have uh, only a the first season. That's and again, I bought that way after the fact because I came across it. So. I couldn't tell you where it's at in this collection right at all. Right there. Is it? Oh, there it is. There's two of them. I have... I have to do? I see one. Yeah. And then down the way, there's another one. Great. I have two. Oh, there it is. Yeah. What is that? I have two seasons of Babylon 5. <laughs> <laughs> what no, seasons? you have two copies of the but first season. I guess <laughs> the best part is it, it really was a well-written show. I mean, yes, the production values were subpar compared to today's production values, but, you know, at the time... They were trying to put it out on a, as a weekly series uh, in syndication and using, at the time, fairly cutting-edge TV graphics. Uh, the Video Toaster uh, was their prime uh, computer-generated imager. And they did a fairly good job considering the limited time and limited budget they had. I mean, Straczynski's talked at length about you know production problems. He never blamed anyone. 
in any of the interviews that I've either seen or read. But Warner Brothers did really kind of put the clamp down on this thing and saying, you know, here's your budget, here's your time frame, put it out there. And it really had a lot of hurdles to overcome. Well, it got tough. Like season four, they throw a meatball and they go, Meteor! (laughs) No, it was a computer-generated meatball. No, it was an actual meatball. (laughs) You can see the hand of the guy throwing the meatball. It's Michael Straczynski's hand. Meteor! Straczynski did the best. It's not Charlie Chain's hand? Yep. (laughs) He did the best Spidey run in a long time. Uh, I'd say it, it's only rivaled by Bendis's ultimate take. Well, he's a fantastic writer. I mean, he and a fantastic person. He got person. me back into yeah. Spider-Man. He got me back into Spider-Man, and then these fools. I saw. It up. Uh, I saw him do a panel at Comic Con. He was talking about comic writing and very humble too. Yeah. I mean, people. You know, they opened up the floor to questions, and people were asking him some things. And one person, how are you, God? No, What's no. it like to be God? I'm not. It's okay, I'm not. Well, it's the f- How are you the Lord incarnate? How are you the bestest ever? No, no, no. <laughs> well, no, no, no. What I was going to say, as is common... Make babies common, in me. I literally was going to say that. Fingers in me, is that what you said? <laughs> make babies in me. Oh, make babies in me. I was like, <laughs> put fingers in me. It's, it's funny, you're, you're making fun of it, but that's what I was actually getting at. In those, I know what you were getting those, at. Those Q&A sessions. I was cutting sessions. to the chase. Yeah. <laughs> For anybody that hasn't been to one of these, they Wait, have the Chase Masters is in the show too. You can't cut to that chase. <laughs> That's covered in a wall of crazy. You know, a lot of people get up for the Q and A session, and, and and instead of asking a question, they just praise you right, know whoever's yeah. up there. Um, I love your dick in my mouth. <laughs> I love it. I love how your dick tastes. You you got a really flavorful cock. I love your dick in my mouth, man. I love it. I love it. You're the best. Security is my best not moving oh, fast oh, enough. Hey, no, oh, oh, no, we're gonna talk more about his Nobody team. can move that fast. <laughs> Next in line, please. <laughs> I saw. Oh, anyway, taste your dick in my mouth. <laughs> to his credit, Straczynski. Oh, um, uh, Aren't you the same guy? I'm his distributed twin. the praise to where he said, you know, this producer, this anchor, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So put the, uh, you know, the praise that the person was giving him in perspective, and said, you know, I just was one small part of it. I appreciate your, you know... I am but a cog in the machine. Anyway. It's, it's pointless for me to try to continue this story. But, get it. but, he's, but humble. Yes, yeah, he's very humble. Yes. <laughs> I, think, I think the listeners get it and they, you know... Yeah. They get it in Paul's own fashionable way. Yeah. <laughs> Paul is fashionable. You can't get it over me? Yeah, that's the sense I couldn't get back. You couldn't, you couldn't smell the sarcasm oh, on that one? I need more of your cock flavor right now. Oh, the want, that, I'm going to oh, eat more of your gummy worms. I want to treat your wiener like a ramen noodle and keep it in my mouth until it gets super hard and soft. And then put ramen the flavor noodle. powder on it. Yeah, I'm going to put flavor powder on it. Can I put some curry on your dick? Oh, <laughs> That's oh I love your dick. Oddly unpleasant. Yeah. <laughs> curry dick. Yeah. This came a conversation recently. The, uh, the flavor powder from ramen noodles. I once tried to mix that with sour cream to make chip dip. Don't do that. Uh, what the fuck is wrong with you? What the hell were you thinking? Sour cream and what flavor? Chicken? They might have been pork. Pork. <laughs> Here's the thing, Andy. Yeah. That's not. 
<laughs> no, no. Like, like some kind of magic powder that'll transform anything well, added you to know, You put the onion soup mix in, it seems more. It's mostly salt. Onion yeah. soup. It is mostly salt. The onion soup mix, that's true. But you know what else you can do is you can buy the goddamn pre made onion yeah, dip. We, it was a long way. There's a long way to the grocery stores in Boston. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? Oh, you mean there was all you had at home? Yeah. Oh, so you're playing like a Homer game? Oh, yeah. let's see here. The perfect waffle chives. I never broke down and tried to make the pork Liquid Kool-Aid, smoke. Though. What? I never tried to break down and use it to make pork Kool Aid. Oh. Oh, Soured yeah. my stomach immediately. Oh, no. <laughs> You imagine that? That'd no, <laughs> don't have to imagine. It's going in your mouth. That's going to charcoal berry. What's going in your mouth? That's what you're getting. This oh, oh there we go, <laughs> guys. This is ramen salt flavoring mixed with a cup of sugar and water. Oh. <laughs> yum yum uh, yum yum. Well, oh, we get real desperate. Don't mind those little. Don't mind those little green bits floating to the top. You know, it'd probably be okay. We can find out. It'd be okay. You know what it would t- taste like? Depending Don't on tell the, me. If you got the chicken, it would probably taste a little bit like orange chicken. Like a really sweet and savory mix. I think you're going to be horribly surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say horribly disappointed, but sure. Well, what surprised. if we try this? Okay. What if we just make the ramen noodles, Okay. add the flavor packet, okay. and then add a cup of sugar? And have super sweet ramen noodles and see what it's like. Sounds very disgusting. I'm down. <laughs> Let's try it. I mean, we pour off the excess water. Sure. Cause, you know. Today's What's Going in My Mouth is brought to you by Dumb Ramen Recipes. <laughs> by too much time. We should make a little, a little page called Wrongman. <laughs> Wrongman? Wrongman Recipes. Oh. oh, have you seen that? You remember that picture that I had wait, wait, wait. Uh, Top do for me? Top Riemann, yeah. yeah. Top Riemann. <laughs> that was great. Nah, nah. Riemann noodles. I think we need to go to the Shock Monkeys here and have them come up with recipes and try oh, them for God, us. Oh, God. That sounds like a... <laughs> I think... I think we got our first one. Let's see where that goes. <laughs> it's, it's just ramen with a cup of sugar. It might be fucking great. It might be. I want you to hold on to that thought. Hello, Mr. Moonen. I'd like you to try this out. I made it. <laughs> Don't want to be getting boxes in the mail with containers full of we made this ramen. Oh. No, no, I don't want them to send it. I want them to try it out in Dallas if it's any good. Oh, see, the the home game. I got you. I'm not willing to risk Paul's gut on this. (laughs) I can take it. I was going to say, Paul's gut could take a lot. I mean, granted, the the, the aftermath is not pleasant. I very rarely vomit. Um, Just crap yourself all the time. I do crap myself, but I very rarely vomit. I don't crap myself all the time. But if it comes to it, it doesn't come up. Yeah. Yeah. The folks at Oculus have unveiled a new internal team dubbed the Oculus Story Studio, which has been tasked with adapting the company's... Wait, ver- do they realize their initials are the OSS? What's <laughs> 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 oh. wrong with these I bet, they, I bet they do. <laughs> you think they do? It's one of those situations? That's intentional. Yeah, that's okay. The All predecessor right. to the CIA. But I suppose... Uh, hmm. All right. <laughs> Adapting the company's virtual reality tech into the cinema space. <laughs> we will take over the cinema first. The first project to be unveiled is the short It's the VR. glory of the fjord. <laughs> Welcome to the glory of the fjord. VR simulator. Place it on your head. Sing hail to the bad guy. 
The first, <laughs> the first clue is everyone on the staff has a dueling scar now. Yeah, that's yeah, right. You, you, you do know the OSS was the United States, right? <laughs> huh? Yeah. Not the Germans. Right. You, no, no, you, no, you, no. You no. sides here, man. <laughs> this, is, yeah. this was the Germans. And I followed you. That's the sad part. <laughs> <laughs> The first project to be unveiled is the short VR experience Lost, directed by former Pixar animator Sasha Unseld. The project was debuted at the Sundance Film Festival. Based on the user's actions, the short can change its pace. Unseld explained to The Verge, quote, it could be a three and a half minutes or it could be ten minutes. It all depends on you, unquote. The ten-person internal team was born from an early inter- early interest from Hollywood, as everyone was looking for a way to use the tech for cinema. At the time, Oculus didn't really have an answer, so these they established the Story Studio to try to figure it out. Wait, this is film pacing by committee? That's a terrible idea! Well, it's just... Well, it's directed by one guy, so... Okay. I guess there, this, the committee is there to figure out how to create storytelling with the Oculus. Okay. To make it feasible with VR technology. Are there options in different kinds of stories or is it just how fast or how slow the story goes? Your guess is as good as mine right now. Okay. That's well, all I, mean, I know. Imagine trying to take a linear story and making it completely immersive and interactive because, you know, you're talking about a two-dimensional image on a screen or even a 3D image on a screen. It's still a linear story that stuff's either coming out of the screen if it's in the 3D, but you're still following essentially a left-to-right motion or static images and when you're talking about the oculus being vr you can turn 360 degrees in the environment as well as looking up and looking down so you're not just having to program what someone would see looking through a window as an example but what a person would be walking through a meadow and then completely looking around all the surroundings so it's a much more challenging medium to program for Especially, you know, trying to tell a story in that kind of a medium. Yeah. That's kind of what they do with video games. I mean, you've essentially got stories there where you're moving around. Yes. But even when they started, it was very linear. Yes. Yeah, as yeah, far exactly. as like the story version ones. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. At its Windows 10 event, Microsoft announced that for a limited period of one year after its release, Windows 7 and Windows 8.1 owners will be able to upgrade to its latest operating system free of charge. Since many Windows 7 users believe it is a much better operating system than Windows 8.1, it is easy to see why some might not wish to upgrade to the new OS. The main concerns with upgrades from Microsoft is that you never know how dramatically things are going to change and if the new OS will suffer early adopter growing pains due to bugs, glitches, and security issues. Obviously, making it free will motivate a lot of users to upgrade, in turn building out Microsoft Windows 10 installed user base. You also won't get access to DirectX 12 if you don't upgrade if you are a Windows 7 user. Microsoft also revealed that it will be starting and testing its new Xbox One app as part of the January build for the Windows 10 tech preview. Microsoft revealed the new app this week during the Windows 10 media briefing event, the app allows Windows 10 owners who also own an Xbox One, Xbox Live integration, cross-platform multiplayer, and game streaming from Xbox One to PC. 
quote, in 2015, the Xbox team will be working hard to deliver a first-class gaming experience on Windows 10, just as we have on consoles, says Microsoft. As with Xbox One, we want you, our fans, to help shape the Xbox on Windows product and experiences. Our plans are to ship regular Xbox app releases that, that deliver new functionality by making changes based on your feedback, unquote. This isn't important to everyone else, but I, I understood almost none of that. All I heard was a bunch of nouns of the word 10 in it. <laughs> so I'm Windows very 10. confused by that. No, no, you don't have to explain it to me. Some, is, Duncan will explain it to me later. In, in, sure, in but you're terms. not. that means you're not the only one. Okay. So, to, so just to, to sum it up, Windows 10 will be completely cross-compatible with your Xbox One. You'll yes. be able to stream things back and forth, play your PC yes. games on your Xbox and vice versa. You'll be able to play with people on PC <laughs> and on your Xbox against each other. Again, yep. very much a first. Yes. So they're integrating Xbox and Microsoft Windows into one large These arena. PR people need to hire you to explain that shit, because that was much clearer. <laughs> well, well uh, yeah, the, the Xbox One currently runs off of Windows 8. The first thing they're going to do is upgrade the, the kernel, the, the core of the operating system, to Windows 10. And then after that, you'll have all of these other features available to you, like streaming to... If you have a win another Windows 10 enabled device, like a like a Even Windows a 10 tablet, <laughs> Windows 10 desktop PC, if you have those in your home, let's say somebody is watching TV, you want to play your Xbox, turn your Xbox on from your tablet or PC, and stream the games that you have in your library and chance you. over your home right. network which Thank means you'll probably be able to pair your xbox one controller with your tablet and play yeah. that way they've they they already said that the explaining that the and controller will be they'll have be some kind of integration with that and whether and it's over bluetooth or you know some kind of a additional plug-in usb adapter or something but uh it's essentially what it's doing is it's it's windows 10 is going to be kind of a hybridized version of windows 8.1 where Windows 8.1 still has the, the desktop version and the touch-enabled version, but what Windows 10 will do is have that essentially auto-detect the platform that it's on. So it's all going to work a, together. That's, that, it's that all going to work right together. Windows 10 is going to be uh, not only on desktop PCs and tablets, but also on the, the phones that Microsoft is building, uh, the Lumia line that they bought from Nokia. Dumber or older shock monkeys out there, you can thank me for taking the dumb bullet for you. Appreciate it. <laughs> now they did say in the in the um, press conference that one downside is that you know, they said that all apps developed for Windows 10 will work on any platform that Windows 10 is enabled on. So you know your phone, your tablet, your desktop PC, your Xbox, etc. But the streaming will not work from the Xbox to the Windows enabled phones just because they said it just wouldn't be as good of an experience as on a tablet, you know, the screen. I think screen we can let real that sacrifice so happen. That's yeah, right. I, I, I don't have a problem with it personally, even with the larger screen sizes on phones that we're getting now. But yeah, it's just, and it's nothing about the hardware done able to handle it. It's just they didn't like the experience that they were testing with, you know, you know, the palm sized screens just didn't seem to work as well. The Planetside 2 community has successfully broken the Guinness Book of World Record for the largest online battle involving more than a thousand players. The record-breaking event was organized by Planetside community group Planetside Battles, 
Over 1,158 players participated in the event on Sony Online Entertainment's MMO Shooter, securing the Most Players Online in FPS Battle Award. The previous record, 999 players. Award, exactly right. (laughs) Award question mark. Most people who didn't have any other fucking thing to do. Congratulations. (laughs) Great basement dwelling. Yeah, good. No pussy ever. Farts. The previous record, 999 players in one online battle was held by a browser-based game called Man vs. Machine. And Planetside 2 is currently in closed beta for an eventual release on PlayStation 4. Uh, speaking of MMOs, Zenimax Online announced that its MMO based on the popular Elder Scrolls series of role-playing games will be released on June 9th for Xbox One and PS4. And with it coming to next-gen consoles, the company also revealed the game will be going free-to-play, meaning no subscription fees, as we long time ago said it was going to happen. There's no, there's no model for success yeah. anymore with that. So it is. The moment they say they're going the to have a paid version, they eventually will wow. change it. Yeah. So there's a game company called Xenomax. Yeah. And we don't spend all of our time making porn jokes about it. Cinemax? Xenomax? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> One starts with a C. The other starts with a Z, Andy. But they sound very similar. You're they're, they're close. They sound very similar. No. <laughs> no. And no. you're also discounting the 30 years of the Skinamax nominee. Yeah, right. yeah, that kind of name. That's still the winner. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's right. it's. Even Cinemax themselves has adopted that. There has to Have be a they? joke there first, Andy, for Rasta <laughs> yeah, Banana exactly. to explain it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> to play, all you'll need to do is buy it for your favorite platform. The Elder Scrolls Online fact does point out that you'll need to have a premium Xbox Live Gold or PlayStation Plus subscription to play the game. There will still be downloadable content available for separate purchase. The console versions of the online are subtitled Tamaril unlimited and include all the changes and updates made to the PC game since its launch in April 2014. PC players will have uh, also access to the Tamriel Unlimited Edition before console players on March 17th. So, yeah, that's pretty much how we expected it to go. And still, I'm so not into MMOs that I yeah. don't even know if I'll even play this one as much as I am a fan of the Elder Scrolls series. So, playing... Um Grand Theft Auto Five online does that count as an MMO or is no? That, that's not that's not big enough to be an MMO. They created a multiplayer aspect to it, but it's um, an MMO. It's just not an MMORPG, but it has RPG elements. Massively multiplayer online. How many is on per server? That's that's really what it comes down to. How many other characters are on there at the same time as you? Isn't it something like twenty four or something like that? I don't know. Duncan have to tell you that he's the one that sets that shit up. Massively multiplayer online. I think the definition for that is that it's an always persistent online world, whether you're playing or not. Oh, okay. I know that Xbox has a bunch of different servers too, or for I mean, what do you call it? Grand Theft. GTA, yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's not one world that everybody's in. Yeah, yeah, it's oh, not a okay. persistent yeah, world. It, it's not like you. Lack of you, a better word, shards. I know that's being used. Yeah, in yeah, yeah it doesn't. It doesn't go on when your console is right, turned off. But like, usually, a there's lot a lot of people could be robbing the same bank in different game theaters, parallel yeah. dimensions. Right, that's a good way. But usually, there it has the ability of having potential of thousands of people online at one time for most MMOs. Okay. Right, per shard. Yeah. So, so in a real MMO, how do they do traffic control? How do they keep thousands of people showing up in the same friggin' area? Uh, they, there is a limit to how many people can be on each shard. It varies per MMO. 
And and it also shows you how populated that is at any given moment. Mm -hmm. So you can join that shard or a different shard. And that limit's always increasing and changing with the expansion of technology. Yeah. I mean, don't they have like funerals on there where yeah. hundreds of people show up for a funeral? Yes, that's yes. true. Okay. All right. That's happened many Watch times. Watch that uh, thing I was talking Looking about. Looking for group, right? Looking for group. They got a big thing about how they did this massive event and it shut shit down for like six hours and the <laughs> damn thing wouldn't happen. People finally started going to bed and when enough people went to bed, it finally happened. <laughs> Uh, if you're into the numbers game, Microsoft sold 6.6 mil, uh, million Xbox I systems. I know all there is to know about the numbers game. She's got a dick. <laughs> I've got a dick. <laughs> and it's not the same. I tuck it in me. Oh, boy. I make it a six. The way it twists around <laughs> my nuts and my dick, they become a six. <laughs> this is a. And that's the way my genitals play the numbers game. I'm not a big fan of the new school. Most vaginas are 11s, <laughs> but some are 8s. <laughs> some are also 4s. You gotta rhyme. And eight. some are thirteens. <laughs> you gotta rhyme. The thirteens are scary. <laughs> if you've ever seen a thirteen vagina, it's gross. <laughs> My genitalia shaped into numbers. That's the numbers game. <laughs> I get number one when I'm excited to have some fun. <laughs> It's also a letter, the letter B. <laughs> when I'm excited, it makes a small letter B with my dick and my balls. Or a letter D if you're looking at me from the <laughs> left side. It depends on the side that you're looking at me from. It's a remarkable case of analogy. And when he's not excited, is a cue. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, or if you've been playing with the six too much, it ends up being a G. <laughs> <laughs> so is that what they meant all this time by the mind your P's and Q's? <laughs> yes, it. Exactly. It. That's exactly what they meant. <laughs> but but in my case, it's mind your D's and sixes. <laughs> <laughs> Your D's and B's. Uh, your D's and B's. <laughs> Dave and Buster's. D's and sixes. Dick and balls. D's and sixers. Did anybody? Did anybody make note when a major casino in town named its name, changed its name to the D? Yeah. <laughs> everybody was like, "Yeah, we get it. Okay, We're getting the D. All right. Yeah. yeah. What are you looking? For? Why are people going to hotels? The D. The No Tell Motel. <laughs> Holiday Inn. Right. Oh, sadness. The uh, <laughs> uh, on on the Boulder Strip, the uh, Dew Drop Inn is gone now. It's changed names. What did it called now? It's something Mexican. <laughs> is it really called something Mexican? No, it's it's like it's, it's Hola, like, welcome, mi amigo, to something Mexican. <laughs> it's like it's like El Loco del Padre or something. El like Loco that. del Padre. <laughs> <laughs> 
wasn't Yokira Taco Bell, so I didn't know what it said. El Loco Del Padre. The Crazy Daddy. <laughs> that would be a bad name for a bar, actually. El Loco Del Padre. <laughs> So Microsoft sold 6.6 million Xbox systems in the final three months of 2014. The company revealed this week as part of its uh, uh, Q2 earnings report, which covers the quarter ended December 31st, 2014. Now I say Xbox systems because Xbox combined the sales of both Xbox 360 and Xbox One during that time period for its financials. Microsoft claimed back in November that Xbox One sales to retailers not sold through to customers we're nearing the 10 million units mark, and worldwide PS4 sales had exceeded 18.5 million as of January 4th, according to Sony. So we really don't know what the true Microsoft numbers are since they combined them. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, still the install base is far higher than I think either company really anticipated it was going to be oh, at yeah, this point. Based on earlier consoles, this is a way ahead of the game. Yeah. And I would say... At the most generous, they've sold 15 million so far. Yeah. Xbox ones. At the most generous. I'm not going to buy one of those new consoles. You've made it official. I'm convinced. That's your. I'm convinced I'm not going to need one. No? No. 360 is still kicking along. Was, yeah. As the only PS2 thing did for a while. Kind of barely nudged my interest is the possibility that the new Street Fighter won't be out except for the PlayStation mm-hmm. 4. But. That's not coming out till 2017. I, I can see you not buying it for a while. You'll be dead by then. I might be. So, I mean, 2017, like, that's, but I think... eventually, just like PlayStation 2, you're going to see it just taper off over time oh. as they just can't convert. I don't well, know, they, man. It, it already is starting big. to taper it off. It is. It'll have to be something big. Well, uh, but that's, I don't use my console for games as much. So, there is that. If that's you're not gaming part. as much, I'm not yeah. really playing that many games. So... And I got plenty of old games to play still. Yeah, so if you're happy with what you got, by all means. I kind of where I'm at right now. It's a little fucked up. But it's all right. It's I'm, enjoying, I I still to... I'm still enjoying Far Cry 4. It's certainly taken, much, taken me much further than 3 did. And that's on a 360, right? It is a, a smaller version of it, but yeah, they have it. I was going to say, you've been playing it on the PS4, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Almost every living organism consumes sugar to survive. Pretty much everything com- becomes glucose once it's broken down by the body. But a team of biologists at the University of Southern California have confirmed the existence of a new bacterium that survives solely on electricity. It eats electricity and excretes pure electrons. Uh, what the fuck was that on? Uh, it's on what do you call it? On what do you call it? On Transformers? Transformers? <clears throat> Aside from showing... Chris-met. Aside from showing that life can always find new and exciting ways to blossom into existence, the discovery might also help spur the creation of nanotechnology with wide range of potential uses. One promising option is creating nanotech to clean up chemical spills or reducing pollution. The bacteria can also connect to form wires, which could have several applications. So how did they find these electrobacteria? They went outside to the ocean, grabbed some sediment, stuck in electrodes, and turned on the electricity... And at higher voltage, the bacteria ate the power, then exhaled the electrons at lower voltage. So that exists now. Wow. Yeah. Electricity is, if, if, if feeding that is bacteria. That's not a superhero or supervillain origin. I haven't heard one. Yeah. I know, right? That's a whole new virus for wow. your computer. Science is cool. 
No, it's a bacteria. It's not a virus. That's a good point. So we can, <laughs> you can treat it with, with uh, antibiotics. Right. Language is a virus. Yeah. Yeah. What's your virus? Write to us. Comments at UglyCouchShow.com. And again, enjoy the back catalog of the show. It's there. I'm kind of sad it wasn't there beforehand. But now it is. I'm happy that it is. But we've been straightened out. Or Yes. Thank you, Elizabeth, yes. for uh, You've been straightened out. out I us. said we. Yes. If I had something yes. to do with it. I am a letter B. Yeah. Absolutely. And until next week, I am Master Torgo. I'm the famous Paul. I'm trying to find this thing, though. It's 80s, <laughs> Jeff. It's tucked between your legs. It's a six. Oh. Fact check Andy. I could not find my thing stuck between my legs. We'll talk to you next week in Geek. I thought it was Ow. a D, but it is a six. No, it's called like Kriznat or something like that. Megatron gets it. And this thing, it's all Krismak, Krismak. Klizmak, Klizmak, Krismak. You aren't looking at me for the answer, are you? Fuck, man. <laughs> Fuck. Krismak, Krismak. I'm going to look up Krismak. I got to find this shit. Didn't McDonald's serve that once? Oh, Weird no. Yankovic did the song Dare to be Stupid in Transformers. That's about the extent of my Transformers knowledge. <laughs> uh, it's something Krismak. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, wait, wasn't on, Nemo on, in it too? I think Nemo did a voice in Transformers. Nemo? Nemo. Nemo. Oh. Uh, it came as a... As a an add-on for Megatron. Damn it, Krismak! <laughs>